You're listening to the Digital Barbell Podcast. Our mission is to provide you with a clear path to health and fitness through education, coaching, and accountability. We are your hosts, Jonathan and Blakely Fletcher, and we are here to serve you. If you like what we're doing, please subscribe to this podcast and leave us a five-star review so that we can reach more people. You can find us daily on Instagram and Facebook at Digital Barbell. Now, let's get to today's topic. Here we go. All right, thank you guys for joining us for this episode. I'm really excited about this one. Um, we're going to talk about Blakely's experience owning her own gym, mm-hmm. um, the transition to an online business, the challenges of that, the mindset of that, and maybe some behind the scenes stuff on what it was actually like, both owning the gym and making that transition. <clears throat> so I'm really excited about that. Cool. Uh, what are you drinking over there? Iced coffee. Iced coffee. <laughs> Me too. What kind are we drinking today? Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's. Um, yeah. We get some ice. We get iced coffee for afternoon, Joe. We make brewed coffee in the morning. Yeah, can't wait to go back to a coffee shop. Yeah, one we, day. I commented to one of our nutrition clients this week that they're potentially the only client we have who drinks as much coffee as we do. I think they appreciated that. Actually, it's actually a lot less than it used to be. Yeah. So I'm down to like a cup and a half to two cups in the morning mm-hmm. and then one in the afternoon. It used to be in the winter. It's a lot more than that because it's cold and. It, so, fun fact about our coffee drinking, we drank cold, we, now we make cold brew from the toddy system, and Jonathan's good friend's grandfather invented the toddy. That's right. Very cool. Yeah. Oh, that was very cool. And now we Starbucks use the toddy. Like, he invented the idea and sold it to somebody who did yeah. the toddy, but, like, right. invented the... He never made any money with the idea, so he's like, I'll just sell this to somebody else, and that person exploded Boom. it into what it is now, yeah. so... Anyway. Cool. anyway, good. Good. All stuff. right. All right. So let's get into it. Um, okay. So for people who don't know, uh, you owned a gym, mm-hmm. um, a CrossFit affiliate gym. After this was after training people as a coach at other people's gyms mm-hmm. and um, training people out of our house before you, um, op- you know, yeah. officially opened right. your own CrossFit affiliate in our garage. So correct, sir. <laughs> that's all correct. So everybody's up to speed on the on the history of the history there. Um, so what was the name of your CrossFit gym in Houston? It was Triad CrossFit, probably really supposed to be Triot CrossFit, but it was a, a, a French man's last name. Was yeah, the, the name that's T-R-I-A-T. Triad CrossFit. Right. And yes. where did that name come from? So the name came from a guy named Hippolyte Triat, who was from France in the 1800s, and he brought weightlifting, he brought the use of the barbell, he brought gymnastics, and he brought fitness as a spectator event to the masses in the 1800s in France. And I, we were researching uh, the first use of the barbell and came across this guy's name and his story, and it's just, the, it's such a similarity, a parallel between when CrossFit came on the scene and how they brought the same thing like the, the barbell the gymnastics components, the working out as a spectator sport to the masses. And, yeah. and, and it was such a cool parallel that I claimed the name and got it. Yeah, if you Google <laughs> his name, like these old drawings yeah. come up. Him naked, flexing, he's a giant muscular yeah, our, man. Uh, we had an artist lady uh, 
render him like we i found there's one image of him online and i gave it to her and he's naked and like kind of standing i like the way you say naked (laughs) and then she recruit she recreated it with modern day shorts (laughs) that was the logo (laughs) and a shirt that was our logo but there's cool pictures of his gym back in the 1800s online and it's like you know there was seating all around and people would come watch these people exercise and and like i said it was such a cool parallel yep so that's where the name came from um so we're in houston texas what was that what was your gym like what was the space like Uh, for people who weren't um, over there yeah we lucked out on this on this building it was all brick inside um tall ceilings tall ceilings garage door and we it was a mess before it was like used to fabricate some sort of like cement stuff so just dust everywhere but we we have a background in remodeling homes so Jonathan really took over the construction and we made men's women's bathrooms and office for me and then the whole rest of the gym was open there was a back room which was like we left it as concrete and that was like the tires and, and the, sleds. the sleds and the stuff like that was back there it was fun it was hot it was yeah hot. it was it was hot because it was Houston, Texas, but yeah. uh, we ended up putting like those big ceiling fans in there. But that, it was a it was an amazing space and um, just a beautiful space. I love that. That was it that would, was hard it, to give up. It would routinely be commented that it was the cleanest gym anybody had ever been in. Yeah. Level, I mean, especially a CrossFit gym, but just it was a very nice place. Yeah, and was, I think I that mean, was yeah. a big component of why people wanted to be in there, also because it was a nice space. Yeah. So um, you opened the gym all by yourself. Mm-hmm. Why would you do that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who opens a business that isn't like a home-based business with it, one person? I don't know. <laughs> Did I talk you into it? or Because I could do that sometimes. You might have, but... So you were the only coach. You I were, was the only coach. You were the only employee. <laughs> I was the only employee. Only coach at that time. Yes. And, and you started out with members that came from the garage yeah most people that were working out with me in the garage just went ahead and carried over and i literally had no idea what i was doing as far as like marketing or saying i was open i just it was just kind of like one of those things where you look back and you're like how in the world did i do that how in the world did i ever pull this off but you know put out some advertising like the first 25 members are in at this price and Mm -hmm. boom 25 members came then i was like the next 25 members are in at this price. Yeah. Boom. 25 more members came in, and it grew really fast. Like, there was never a month where I was like, I can't make rent. And and that was that was just like an industry repair. That was awesome. And, yeah. Um, so I don't. a lot of people probably don't understand, like, the way that CrossFit is structured. And I don't want to turn this into a complete discussion <laughs> about CrossFit. But, um, you know, you see Chick-fil-A. And oh, all the Chick-fil-A's yeah. look the same. They wear the same uniforms. They serve the same food. Like, how does it work with a CrossFit gym? <laughs> you pay them to use the name CrossFit at the end or beginning of your name, and that's all they do. And what does it take to be able to open one? Uh, you have to be a level one certified trainer. So you have to go through their uh, weekend-long certification course, pass the test, and uh, then apply so for you pay, a gym. So you pay your money. You apply. You pay your money. Mm-hmm. You have the right to use the name use CrossFit, the name. and then what? They what don't is, interfere at all. They don't. They don't do anything. They right. Don't. You're you're free to run your business. You you hear from them once a year when you're ready to pay again. Right. So there's a lot of freedom within that to make yeah. it your own. Yeah. Basically, what yeah. I'm getting at. So. And I think it's both a good and a bad thing. Like they're not 
like this is how you run your business they're not down your throat but there's also like you could just have attended a weekend class and open a gym like I before I attended that weekend class I was already a level two trainer and I had been training for about five years I mean, I would never have just stepped in and been like, I think I can open a gym without ever having been through all that past. Right. I had already, you know, been coaching like a thousand hours or more or something like that before I even opened the gym. Yeah. So. So what, yeah. um, so you're the only employee. What does that mean as far as the schedule? What was the, what was the day to day like? And was this your only job at the time? So that was one thing when I worked for someone else's gym, I was the morning coach so I went in in the morning coached the class and then I worked um, for Rice University in the IT department and went and did that in the afternoon and when I opened my own gym I was still working for Rice University I had a really good relationship with my job there where they let me um, reduce my hours to part-time when I needed to or they let me work from home when I needed to so it was very flexible there but I still had the job and still required me to do a lot of the work yeah Um, but uh, I was the AM coach. I was the PM coach. I was the every hour coach. So that so what was, was a typical day for you, time frame wise. Um, since I had been coaching for several years at another gym at 5 a.m., I said I would never have a 5 a.m. class <laughs> because you have to get up at 4 when you coach at 5. So I my first class was at 6 a.m. So I'll get up at 5, drive to the gym, open the gym. First class is at 6. Um, and I would stay at the gym and eat breakfast and do some work from there I probably would work for for rice from the gym for a little bit in the morning mm-hmm. or sometimes do your own workout yeah um, we had some elderly dogs at the time I had to care for <laughs> care for the dogs <laughs> care for the elderly dogs um, get a snack or lunch and stuff like that you had a 9 a.m. class 9 a.m. I had a 9 a.m. class I remember it's all right. Oh, what's going it's been on? a yeah. while. Yes, that's why I say. I was like, why did I stay at the gym? I stayed at the gym because I don't know any class. Yeah. Uh, uh, then I would go home, work. I would come rice. by and visit you He'd sometime. Come by, yes. then. Okay. <laughs> um, go home, eat lunch, work for rice, then drive back up to the gym. And the first class in the evening started at four thirty, so leave the house around like. 3.30 to 3.45, get the AGM all aired out and ready to go for the afternoon. And at that time, I had a 4.30, 5.30, So then yeah. um, leaving 7.30, the class is over, clean up, getting home, barely time to eat, go to bed, and then get right back up. Yeah. And that it was a cycle. Yeah. So um, the well, schedule evolved. Like I first didn't have like a Tuesday, Thursday class, and then I opened up the Tuesday, and then Thursday became PM only. So I, I definitely like... Since I, it was both, you know, good and bad. Since I was the only person working there, I had to like make it for my schedule. Mm-hmm. And then, but since I was the only person working there, it had a limited schedule. So I think that was like one of the drawbacks of the gym. Yeah. Was, like it didn't have like an open ended schedule because I didn't have any other coaches yeah. to like help me run it yeah, at the beginning. Nowadays, you pull up a gym's website and go to the schedule yeah. page, and it's like it looks Every like an Excel spreadsheet. In. Yeah. And, you know, I didn't really want, at that time, I didn't, you know, have people to coach me. I didn't want it to be like that. I wanted it to kind of grow organically. But I think it also hurt the gym's growth because there was no just, like, huge open-ended schedule. Like, in Houston, there was, I passed a CrossFit gym right into my own CrossFit (laughs) It was one right outside my neighborhood. (laughs) So, there was a lot of them. So, people had endless choices. And, you know, my... I was there to give them the best hour of their day, the best product I could give them. And I think my members were, like... I think that they were happy with what they got from me. Like I was giving them everything I had, 
But if you just looked at a website, you would never know. Yeah. And you just pick a gym that has a good schedule. So what would? So you're the only employee. What would you do if you got sick? I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get sick. Uh, there was one instance where I got something and I lost my voice. And this was before Jonathan had ever like coached or anything. And, and he... I like was standing. I was beside him, but I was like, he had to do the speaking, and afterwards, he was like, "I'll never do that again." Yeah, I mean, like <laughs> we had been. I'd coach people in our garage, like one on one, but getting up in front of a group and talking, and, and like, you know, trying hour, to watch yeah. ten people at once. You know, that's a different ball game than yeah. working one on one with somebody. So, <laughs> yes, I had a lot of respect after that day, and I did not want to do it again. Although I ended up doing it. Yeah, you ended up doing it. That later, was just like your first like one of those yeah, experiences. Where you're like, wow, terrifying. that was terrifying. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it wasn't the biggest gym in terms of members in the city, but um, I think because of that, you were able to form some really deep relationships with yes, people. Yes, for sure. What do you think, like, what are your feelings around that? Like, what do you remember about, you know, the way you became attached to these people? <laughs> they threw you a going away party. And, they did. Oh, or several of them. You're going to make me cry. That's all right. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a very special bond and you know it's one of these things that you hear about CrossFit is that it creates this tight-knit community and, and it's absolutely true <laughs> and but it creates, even without the word CrossFit I mean right yeah it was it's what just, you were doing with those people every day being a part of their life yeah just people coming in I have to say this before but people coming in sharing a time where they're they're struggling a little bit they're they're vulnerable and then they it creates a bond. It creates a really strong bond between you and them because they trust you and then between the, the members themselves. Mm-hmm. And it, it's something special. Yeah. I mean, we're still dear friends with a lot of those people, even though yeah. we don't see them every day now. And, yeah. um, you know, like some of those people would hang around after class one to two hours just yeah. talking yeah. to you after class. And, I mean, that's that's pretty special. Right. And I and, and we, I don't know if you were going to go into this, but I didn't want to close the gym. The, the building sold and... The new landlord basically doubled my rent, and you know it was not. <laughs> yeah. It was not going to be feasible to stay. And, yeah. And so it wasn't like, oh, I'm sick of doing this. Let's go do something else. It was like kind of a forced hand. Yeah. But, but I mean, God worked it all out in the right sure. way, and I mean, yeah. having an, or, an online business already set up yeah. during this pandemic was. You know, a blessing for oh, us. Oh, for so. sure, yeah. Okay, well, we're skipping ahead. I don't want to go too Sorry. too long. No, you're good. Um, so, you're known. You were known at the gym as the coach for being 100 percent stickler for a few things: um, cleaning up, not dropping dumbbells, <laughs> or any other equipment. But more importantly, um, for having really well designed warm ups, um, good programming. And being a stickler for form. Mm-hmm. Why are you such a stickler for form and those other things? It keeps them keeps the members going. I don't I don't want anybody to get hurt on my watch. And so I'm very careful about sticking to the form and, and using like the basics of like getting your mechanics right before you add weight. I'm not gonna push somebody to add weight before they're comfortable, making sure they're consistent and then bringing in the weight after they're comfortable. Yeah. I think that that time taught you a lot about both like recognizing faults in watching somebody and then um you know both learning how to tell them how to fix it but then scaling movements so that they can still make progress and ultimately get back to 
whatever the original exercise they were supposed to be doing. Yeah. I think that's translated well to what you're doing now. So, well, give me, give us like the flow of a typical class. Um, come in, warm up. We talk about what's on the board. We talk about the, what the workout is. Um, then we go warm up together and then, um, we would go through the movements of the workout, like starting to build them, build the weight, go through, you know, the points of performance for each movement that was going to be in the workout. Practice. Practice them, practice them, practice them. So I made sure to give enough time to, like, both get your body warmed up and then get you, yourself warmed up for the movement. Even if, like, you had your brand new to the class or if it was, like, your 10th year doing <laughs> this and you have done this movement thousands of times, it helps everybody mm-hmm. to... Just reinforce those movements every time you're you're about to do them and to build them up slowly. So yeah, we I, we spent a lot of time on that. Do the workout. I think people really appreciated that. Like, yeah. no matter if it was your first day or your experience, you you were in that line practicing the the movements to get better at them every day. Nobody yeah. was better than anybody else. Right. You're all going to practice and get better. And like I said, the person who's brand new to the person who's very experienced all appreciates it because the brand new person is watching other people. They're learning. The experienced person is just redefining their form and like getting better, even then. So yeah. having that time to do that. Yeah, I think sure. I always heard a lot of comments, and I appreciated it doing workouts at your gym mm-hmm. that you took the time for both the warm up part and for the teaching yeah. part because I, f- I feel like, and this is true for our clients now. Like if if somebody showed up at another gym or somebody who knew what good technique or form was happen to see one of our clients or your mm-hmm. gym members doing something, I would feel yeah. really proud if they're like, man, that person moves really well. Yeah. I wonder who taught them how yeah. to do that. So, yeah, we and started, I heard those kinds of comments a lot. <laughs> we started a thing where I would video or Jonathan video the whole class, like not the whole class, but Instagram story, the video. Yeah. So members loved it. They could see themselves work out. They could kind of check, you know, check on their form, check on their friends' forms and stuff like that. So it became a thing. And I remember in the beginning, I was like, oh, people are going to watch this. And then I became proud of it. I was like, I don't care who sees this. Like, my gym knows how to move well, yeah. you know. And I'm not going to be afraid to put this out there for the public to see it because I know that my members know what they're doing. And like he said, if my members were out of town and they went to another gym, I'd be like, yeah, they know what they're doing. Yeah, that's They know how to handle themselves. <laughs> that's a great segue into something else I want to talk about because, I mean, if somebody is watching or listening to this and they – they routinely watch our Instagram account or something. They mostly see me on the Instagram story. <laughs> and that kind of evolved over time because of what we were both doing in our life and our career when we started Digital Barbell. Yeah, I was still running the gym and working at Rice, and he was the main guy behind the camera. Yeah, but also because, like, even when you owned the gym, there was a – you've always had sort of a hesitation to talk about yourself – on social media and just like have the camera pointed at yourself. And that was kind of a, a struggle with, um, owning the gym and and talk about that and like how that transition, how you're able to, um, still use social media to promote the business, but not, but in a different way that became more comfortable. Yeah. That was probably one of the most frightening things about, you know, owning it, starting a business and owning a gym was like, I knew I was going to have to have a social media presence. (laughs) Hashtag influencer. (laughs) Just to promote the gym yeah. and, you know, whatever. So I was terrified it's, of that. And I remember every day I would type everything I was going to get put on the post and look the show to John. And they're like, is this good? Is this funny? Is this? And it was like, 
it was an hour just, later. An hour like, later, I finally the post, uh, posted. It was just telling people what the workout was going to be tomorrow. I mean, it wasn't a big deal, but I just I don't know. I wanted it to be good and funny and relevant and everything. So, and then when I started transitioning my mind, like I'm not um, promoting myself or the my gym. I'm promoting my people. I'm promoting them and. And uh, it just switched in my mind, and I was like, okay, this is awesome. Like, I loved doing it. It Like, my own personal voice came out more with it because I, I just, it was, I really had a good time with it. Then that's when the Instagram stories started, and it was just all about promoting them, and I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah, and it turns out people like to see themselves on there, too. Yeah, and it helps. It's, it's a win-win win for everybody. <laughs> yeah, I watched their friends, like I said. Um, so I was well. You asking about like the flow of the day? Yeah, oh yeah. But I, I was no. I was going to mention like one of the things that we did when we built the gym out was like because of the Hippolyte Triad Gym, he had the you know audience. We put up, we built Jonathan knew how to build stuff. He built a lot of benches, so there was benches everywhere, and it ended up you and your dad built a table, a large like standing table where people could gather. So there was about three benches around and then a standing table. And so after the class, it wasn't like a gym where like the class ended in people scattered it would like the class ended and maybe an hour later the people are still there and that was the the thing i loved the most yeah (laughs) it was just like people loved to hang around in the space they loved to hang around and watch everybody else and and be friends with everybody and you know it was that was great yeah so let's let's kind of wrap up that segment the gym the gym closed about a year ago a little longer than a year ago. Exactly. No, actually, actually, right out of year. Actually, no. Yeah, close enough. A year ago. June thirtieth. Right. <clears throat> and um, and we already had an online business mm-hmm. started when the gym was still open, Digital Barbell. Um, but it was a transition, you know. Yeah. A, a big transition. You know, we we started out working just one on one with clients building custom training programs for them. These were um, all referrals, really, because there was no... Um, we weren't doing any advertising or anything like mm-hmm. that, so it was just word of mouth and nutrition coaching of people that were clients at the gym or referrals from those people. Um, we moved here to Boise. It was our 100% full-time job for mm-hmm. both of us. Is 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 yeah, <laughs> still is to this day. Um, so, like, just you know, I think we both have different feelings about that because right. we were both doing different things before it was a hundred percent our job. So, yeah, talk a little bit about what the whole transition was like for you, you know, like, and because the reality is now, like, a lot of people are not going to go back to commercial gyms, whether it's a CrossFit gym or a Globo 24-hour fitness right. type thing. They're either not comfortable with it or now they've built out their own gyms in their house. Yeah. So it's it's here. Right. So talk, talk about, like, what was that transition like for you? It was honestly hard at first. I, I missed the community that I had built there. I missed the one-on-one or the face-to-face you know coaching the face-to-face conversations with people so it was a really tough transition for me honestly to go into online coaching and but two things really kind of flipped for me is we got uh an ad the true coach app which has was just like changed our business I think like you know it just allows us to really be in touch with our clients more 
just, you know, they can send us messages. They can see. We have a library just full of videos that we've been making even since. Like, most of our videos were made back in my old gym space. <laughs> so, just tons of videos that they can they go to see. They can see their workouts. We get their workouts back in real time. And it's just as close as you can get to coaching somebody, I think, in person without actually being there. Yeah. Which I love. So, that has been a great change. Um, so, did you and, ever, like... When we first started this, did you, so I said we were kind of working just mostly one-on-one with, with people. So, and we were using Excel spreadsheets or or Google spreadsheets for, to write and transmit their workouts. So Mm -hmm. there, you know, the, maybe it would be like once a day you see this person's progress or. Yeah. You just like check it at the end of the day. You'd see if they did their workout or not. I just, I did, there wasn't like that in real time feel, real time connection and the messaging, like we we used a different platform for messaging, and so everything yeah, was kind of separated. Right. Um, so I really think this really brought together the like the the feel for. It was more difficult like, to write programming. Yeah. In Excel. Yeah. So this really like allows us to be as close as we can to our clients and communicating with them in real time as we can as we possibly can be being in different cities and yeah. we have clients in different countries, so people are in different time zones. So. Yeah, and then um, so I know y'all, you guys don't see the way that true coach looks from our side, but um, you know <clears throat> we added these two twelve week programs to yeah. our to our arsenal, mm-hmm. if you want to call it, um, and and you are one hundred percent the coach for the body clients, and you coach most of the built clients right now too. So um, like. And we've you know been adding more and more clients to those things mm-hmm. over the months. So, like, what has it been like? Has you been able to form connection and relationships with people similar to what you had at the gym? And do you feel like there's any any overlap there to the the way that you were able to impact these people and 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 put those same things in place that you cared about back in those days, like about the making sure their form was good, mm-hmm. making sure they had good warm ups. Like, how yeah. are you able to? to continue to give that level of service in an online. Right. I believe it was both a combination of the platform that we're using and the years of experience that I had of coaching people in person. So, um, you know, about 10 years of just coaching people in person before I transitioned hundred percent to online coaching. And without those past 10 years, I would not be able to do this the way that I can. So I feel like I kind of have a feel for like what people need and both within the warm ups. Um, with how to move through workouts because some people just don't know how to move through a workout so that's why I do a lot of like the videos of me doing like a little demo like here's me doing a round of a workout and I'll put that up as an example so people know how to transition between the equipment Um, you know I've seen like the faults that people are going to do thousands of times so even like like an example is I have like a video I make people watch when they start about dumbbell safety because one of the most common things I see is People move well with the movement, but then they hinge over at the back to put the dumbbells down. And so I make them watch a video on how to properly, because I'm used to, you know, talking to people in person in the gym and be like, don't put the dumbbells down like that. You're going to hurt your back. So just things like that. Like just years of experience of watching people in person has allowed me to like kind of know what people need and give it to them. And and I do believe like like you're asking, like through the app, I can create the same type of like personal experience that I would have even if I was in your living room with you when you were doing the workout. So like how do, 
in the gym, you're watching somebody right. do a squat to see if they're doing it right. How do you do that through True Coach? So we we they we send videos. Like I send, I have example videos for everything that they're going to do, and then they send me a video of them doing it themselves. But you know, before before we do a weighted squat, I'm definitely going to see them do an air squat, and you know, and if day one they're they're not able to do the air squat, I'm going to say on day two we're not going to do a weighted squat. We're going to reinforce. You know, we're going to work on the mechanics of the air squat until we can do that, and then I'll tell you when you can add weight. So mm-hmm. just I kind of know like how to step people into it safely. So I'm seeing the video after they've already done the workout, but I kind of know the order of importance of like what I need to see before they do something else. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's been a learning process with that too. For sure. What's the best part of seeing people's workout videos? Seeing their dog (laughs) run into the frame. So many people work out with their dogs. Sometimes I have to play the video like four times because I've been so distracted I'm like I can't stop watching the dog. Who's your Who's your current favorite dog? Mercedes dog. <laughs> He's so cute. We'll sit on his little cot. She's got a French bulldog. I think so. I don't just know. Sits, he just on sits on a little cot. Doesn't even leave the garage. Just chilling. Our dogs would be like chasing squirrels down the street. Yeah. We left the garage open. Oh gosh. <laughs> They're terrible. They're not. Um, I wanted to talk about something else. Um, shoot. Fell out of my mind. Uh-oh. Um, have to edit this part out. Move on. <laughs> yeah, right. No, it was, it was good. Um, oh, <laughs> coffee break. Let me take a sip of my coffee. Radio silence. Oh, yeah, I remember what it was now. Okay. And we're back. I had a complete mental block of what I wanted to ask next. Okay, so I talked earlier about um, <clears throat> kind of the the transition you went through feeling comfortable using social media for your gym. Mm-hmm. Like, where are you at <laughs> with that on Digital Barbell? Getting better and better every day because we now are getting so many like of these before and after client, like okay, here was them on week one, here they are on week four and look how they're moving. And I just love that. I love like being able to promote that. And so I, but I don't want our clients to think that we're ever going to just share a video that you send me or Jonathan without yes. your permission. We all, we always get permission from our clients before we share a video. So you send, you can send us whatever videos you want. We're just going to watch them to you know help you with the form. And then, if we feel like this is worth sharing, we'll ask you first. <laughs> yeah. But it is a great way to, like, since a lot of us now, especially after everything that's happened, are working out alone in our homes, it's refreshing to see other people working out in their homes. Yeah. And it's cool to see their space. Like, some, you know, people have working out in their basements, people work out in their garages, people work out in their living rooms, wherever they can find the space. Front porch. And I'm so proud of, like, all of our members and everybody who's just doing this and like making it happen with what they have and you know by any means necessary like equipment is limited and it's just really cool i mean i see like women lifting some jugs uh you know just creating a bench out of some things that they have it's really it's really cool i mean some things i wouldn't even think of like oh my gosh i would never have thought of that like yeah to to so just to keep making progress to just keep moving until things are more normal and we can buy weights again and stuff So that's inspiring, and it, that's why we want to share with other people because then you'd be like, oh, I did that too. And, you know, it's kind of a, you create a common bond yeah. through seeing it. So all in all, 
you're more comfortable sharing yes other people's stuff just that's all right nothing wrong with that that's good um another thing is when you before you were an online coach did you ever think that like people could ever really get anything out of online coaching or did you even think about it did you know it existed like i didn't really think about it to be honest with you i mean i had i think like i just thought it was probably a program that you either followed or purchased online and it literally just gave you the workouts yeah and that's all it would be it's like a long pdf and you just print it out or yeah or just like every day you click and there's the workout and you make up your warm-up you figure out everything else you figure out your form and i feel like that's the image a lot of people have of online i don't know that not online coaching but just like an online program they think yeah and so i think the difference is the online coaching it's not just an online program where you get the program you go do it at your on your own and then see ya. It's it's literally online coaching where we are. <laughs> so one example is like people who enroll in the body program get a month of nutrition coaching. So they have me as their training coach and they have Jonathan as their nutrition coach. And so they're probably hearing from us way more than they even want to because I'm talking <laughs> to them daily about their workouts and he's talking to them about their nutrition. And yeah. it's just so they're getting a lot. It's of, digital barbell overload for that. First <laughs> they're month. getting a lot from us. They're probably like, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's not what it's. What do their spouses think? <laughs> Who are you talking to? Who do these videos do? But so I think that's the difference. Is like the online coaching is where the difference is, and we're gonna we're gonna be on you. Yeah. And if you don't, I mean, the same thing in, in the gym community. If you don't show up for a few days, someone's gonna reach out and be like, "Where where where were you? What's going on?" And you know, same thing in our in our like community is like, if you don't show up for a few days, <laughs> we're gonna be like, "Hey, yeah. how are you doing? What's going on?" You know, and, and we you know. And we're just there to support and to help you along. And, like, maybe it's something simple we can help with. Yeah. And I just, you you didn't really say this explicitly, but, you know, I saw, like, kind of a lull in your, um, motivation isn't the right word, but maybe, like, excitement um, in the the beginning stages of online coaching because you were missing that connection. Mm -hmm. But I feel like, I don't know if it was the the app or you know just getting more clients in general but i've seen a big change in you as far mm-hmm. as the the excitement level and like yeah i mean you're relentless you know as far <laughs> as like putting in effort and giving all you have yeah. to these people and i feel like it reignited that coaching spirit in you that sure. you know had kind of fallen off from the yeah. days of owning the gym so that that makes me happy yeah and and, and it's you know about the same out the same schedule because some people work out in the morning some people work out midday some people work out in the afternoon so it's a it's the same similar schedule as a gym where you're you know you have an influx of people who you need to check on in the morning and influx people who need to check on midday and in the afternoon at the end of the day um i think one of the benefits of this online coaching is that like when you when you belong to a gym, you're you're pretty like we were talking about the hours of my gym earlier. Like that was like basically like the gym the hours I could afford to give out of my life, and but now it's like you're, the hours are open to you when you can work out. So I think it's really going to create more consistency with people um, to get into this online routine where they can work out whenever they can make in their own space whenever they can make time for it. Maybe when their kids are still sleeping and stuff like that when they get home mm-hmm. from work. Um, so it just creates a more consistent atmosphere, I think. And then we're there, you know, morning, noon, and night to, like, help guide them along when yeah. they need us. Yeah. She has to tell me, like, stop looking at True Coach. Like, 
I'm, you know, a, I'm well, yeah. a serial multitasker <laughs> and just scatterbrained, but uh, it's it's been great. And, it has you been. Know, I look forward to looking at the videos every day because I love to just see the progress. I mean, it's day to day. The progress is just amazing. I coach, I it. coach's spirit in you. <laughs> cool. Is there anything else you wanted to talk about the transition from real life to online? No, I mean, I think, you know, we've talked in this particular podcast and I'm sure in all of the others about a lot about, we talk about a lot about CrossFit because that is a big part of my past. Mm-hmm. And, and as we record this, the CrossFit community is in turmoil right now. So if you follow anything about that, um, you'll see what's going on. But I just was going to talk about my, my hope yeah, for that go, real quick. Go for it. <laughs> uh, again, it's going to be tear up. But I just truly hope because of what I saw in my gym, I just truly hope that the community can stay together and that there can be a way to resolve this without having to drop the term CrossFit. Because, I mean, of course, the term CrossFit doesn't do anything for you, whatever. But it is this, like, common thing that you... Like, I was telling Jonathan, I think it's like if you were not able to use the term football anymore, it would be a whole bunch of teams who play the same sport around the world. Like, you grew up on peewee or high school or college, but you couldn't use the term football. You're like, I play this sport where we throw the ball. Well, me too. And you wouldn't have that, like, when you meet somebody, you wouldn't have that unity with them. You wouldn't have that common connection and... And so I think it's an important thing, honestly, to, like, keep that name. It has nothing I, – I, I never knew the guy who started CrossFit. He never – you know, he didn't even know my gym existed. Um, so he had nothing to do with the community that developed mm-hmm. from, from there on out. That was all about the, the people who were training – like the trainers who were training the trainers yeah. <laughs> who created this tight community and, and you know it's known for being this open community of people where you walk into any gym and you're welcomed and like that's kind of what it's always been known for and it, I hate it that it's kind of this negative yeah. like fog is over it right now it's so, not fair it's not it's fair. one guy yeah it's not fair to the people um, who have invested so much yeah. for this one person's stupidity to affect so many lives because it's really i mean to say it's changed to say it's changed or say people's life just is not a dramatic statement it's the truth because people have come in from like serious addiction problems and stumbled into but not stumbled but like finally walked into a crossroad gym and like found a community of people who support them and their life was changed same thing like people were you know in a dire health situation finally walked into a gym um and you know, it could be any gym, but for some reason, it's the CrossFit gyms that create this community of people who are, like, there to support you. You're laying on the ground, you're not finishing the workout, they're going to be there trying to support you. And then you're, you know, yeah. several months later, you're the person supporting that next person that's in there. So yeah. it's... We want, we want that community that to community survive. to stay, yeah. yeah. And to, I, I truly want the term to be able to stay. Yeah, Because true. it is something, like, if you, if everybody changes the name to something else... It's kind of like the, the football example. This, you're never going to know what to call. You're never going like, to know how to find a gym, that, you know, anything like that. Yeah. So. And just kind of, this kind of comes full circle back to what we're trying to do with an online company. It's like we, we want, we're trying to find ways to connect our members together also. And that's what we try to do through our Facebook community group. Yeah. Um, not a regular Facebook page. But, so if you're not in our community group, send us a message and we'll let you join that but yeah because that's where the magic happens yeah. is and these, these people supporting each other like that's 
that's half the fun of showing everybody people's progress because yeah. they they can rally behind them and support them and sure. you know share struggles we're all going through struggles why not like have a community where we can share that that's yeah. what was going on in the in-person gym mm-hmm. so you know we're doing our best to, to keep that going yeah. on, online so um contribute to that if you can yeah. if you're listening or watching this so cool all right this has been awesome yeah. um, i hope that people you know enjoyed the glimpse behind the curtain <laughs> of what it was like to own a gym and you know the realistic uh transfer transition over to having an online business yeah. um cool well thank you guys for watching and listening uh stay tuned subscribe so you know when the next episode is out mm-hmm. uh, we love you all have a great day Thank you all for listening. We truly appreciate it. But real quick, before we go, do us a favor and subscribe to this podcast. Leave us a five-star review and be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook to get the latest and greatest content. Have a great day.